Hello there. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Colleen Klimczak, organizational coach and certified professional organizer. I own Peace of Mind Professional Organizing, LLC. Since 2003, I've been helping my clients live better lives through organizing and organizational and productivity coaching. In addition to organizing and coaching, I support my clients with a weekly newsletter, a weekly accountability and productivity session through professional speaking, blogging, and podcasting. Drop me an email at colleen at peaceofmindpo.com or follow the Zoom room link on my Instagram or Facebook pages. So on the conversation before the podcast, (laughs) I was just talking to my producer. I'm recording this the first week of January. And I was saying that I, uh, I, the organizer, am just trying to get my act together this week. Um, And I'm guessing we all might feel that way. I always want to start the year strong, absolutely. But um, I was talking it over with my accountability partner this morning with one of them. And we were discussing the expectations that come with the new year, um, especially when we are organizers and uh, organizational coaches. And also the idea that I had hoped to do a strategic planning day last week. And instead, we had house guests, which was wonderful and fabulous, and I love it. But it also means that now um, it's the first week of January, and I don't feel like I have set my goals or uh, worked on my editorial content calendar or anything else. Um, And so I feel like I'm kind of playing catch up. That all weaves into what I want our topic to be today. So last week, I was chatting with one of my Finish Line Friday participants uh, before everyone else arrived in the Zoom room. And not surprisingly, we were talking about goal setting for 2024. And I said out loud as a reminder to her and to me that 2024 is 12 months long. Every year is 12 months long. And even January, when we try to pack all sorts of new habits and change into it, is still only 31 days long. And that really resonated with her. And it always resonates with me. And I was glad that I had the chance to talk about it with somebody last week. Some years we start out strong and we believe that we need to change everything all at once when the new year begins. And we set ourselves up for failure or major anxiety when we think that way. So I'm going to suggest that we think about pacing ourselves instead. On the other hand, like I mentioned, I had grand plans for everything at once when it came to strategic planning in January. That was going to be last week, and it was going to be yesterday afternoon, and I did not get a chance to do either one of those sessions as originally planned. So what's the learning here? Sometimes life gets in the way and that's great. Sometimes it's awesome um, and sometimes it's just a hassle. Um, But does that mean that I don't need a strategic plan? No, of course not. It just means that I need to do it probably in smaller pieces. And so that's what I'm looking at and that's where pacing comes in. So again, six weeks ago, I had made sure to block out time on the calendar last week and this week for strategic planning. 
to work on my editorial calendar, to get ahead on my writing, plan my year in detail, and is often the case when it comes to big picture strategic planning, other more urgent issues squeeze into the space instead. So like I said, that's not to say I'm not planning strategically for the year this week. It is to say that I'm using smaller pieces of time to do the planning. And as an aside, I will block more time at the end of 2024 and beginning of 2025 to ensure some of that sacred space for planning. So the balance seems to be then everything, sure, but not all at once. So what I actually want to talk about today are the Q's, like the letter Q, as in Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4. So I use a bullet journal, and I know I've mentioned it in past podcasts and videos, but I haven't delved too deeply, and I am ready to delve deeply. So I'm going to be talking about my next few weeks when it comes to productivity, and I'm also going to start planting the seeds about bullet journaling because it really is a great habit and productivity tool. So one of the cool features about the bullet journal is called a future log. As we set up our bullet journals, we start with a few index pages, that's a topic for another day, and then we set up our future log. And so even though I am in the midst of my most recent bullet journal, I actually started a future log on my current spread. And so if you know bullet journaling, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but I actually opened up the notebook that is my bullet journal and I carved out four quadrants of the page for quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, and quarter four. So I, like so many others, break my year into quarters. Quarter one is January, February, March. Quarter two is April, May, June, etc. So this year on my future log, I have noted things like in quarter one, um, I have a procedure in February. I have a couple concerts already on the calendar, which I'm pretty excited about. Easter actually happens the very end of March. My son has a spring break for college somewhere in there. I have some professional goals to meet in quarter one that are already on my future log. So those are big things, right? They're not necessarily calendared items. They're not necessarily an appointment you know, in the schedule, but they're overarching bigger picture items. And I just need a place to park those so that I remember all of the different things I have going on and I can plan accordingly. So to continue uh, for quarter two, um, my nephew who is seven is making his first communion in April. And my niece, who is in her late 20s, is getting married in Maryland in May. So again, all two wonderful, wonderful things. And yes, they're on the calendar, but they also require a little bit more planning, um, especially the trip to Maryland for obvious reasons. So I want to put those items on the calendar, and they are, but there's also some bigger picture planning that needs to happen around each of those. And again, specifically a trip, getting everybody out there and uh, taking care of things while we're there. And, you know, all of that kind of stuff requires some future planning. I already have items on the future log for Q3, which is July, August, and September. And thankfully, not too much for Q4 at present, but that's okay. I'm sure it'll fill in. So what does this activity do for me? 
I got to tell you that working with quarters helps my brain every day, especially this week when all I'm thinking about is big picture things for 2024 and trying to do all the things that got neglected because of the holidays for the last couple of weeks, right? So those two different types of items are kind of clashing in my brain this week. And so working with quarters helps to manage that. Some of us stumble into all or nothing thinking, and that sort of thinking can disrupt our reason and our logic, our productivity and our peace. And so with the cues and the future log, I have a consistent and reliable place to park ideas that occur to me. And maybe those ideas are amazing, but they are not something that need to be worked on today or even this week or even this month. So for example, yesterday I had a meeting with my social media manager. We are working on a big launch for Q1, but then she asked, without even knowing what this week's topic was going to be, if we could also look at Q2 and beyond. And I said, yes. So we have things that we want to accomplish, maybe that we haven't completed from last year, and uh, we absolutely want to get to them, but there are other things that are higher priority right now. So we park those ideas on the future log, and when we are completed with Q1, Q2 will be waiting for us. I also have a big project for a professional organization that I'm affiliated with that's going to take time in Q1 and Q2. So really, any other big projects that need to be happening, professionally speaking, need to be planned for Q3 or Q4. And again, that is the power of being able to look at each of those quarters altogether Um, to determine when I want to parcel out that work that needs to be completed this year. I also like to look back at last year's quarters, right? So the plan for each quarter and also the list of things that I completed. And I can learn from that as well, especially as I plot my cues, my quarters for this year looking ahead. For example, last year, especially in Q2 and Q3, I was helping my mom downsize and move to her new, very cute apartment in Michigan. I will not need to do that this year as she is already settled. Also last year, in the third quarter mostly, we spent a lot of time with one of my sons and his friends at the lake. And that was awesome. And I want to do more of that this year. And so I need to make sure that that's on my Q3 list so I can plan accordingly. So having our future log, having our quarters matched up with the goals that we want to achieve for this year is a way of not overburdening our brain in this busy Q1, but also not losing those ideas of the good things that we want to accomplish in the next 12 months. So if that idea resonates with you, good. And if you would like to work on that with me, I would be open to that. That is one of the great things that we can do with organizational coaching. The new year is a time for transition for all of us, and times of transition are excellent opportunities to make positive change. If it's time to invest in yourself and explore coaching for organizing and productivity, I would love to hear from you. I would love to set up those Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4 goals with you. Drop me a line via email at colleen at peaceofmindpo.com or message me through any of my social media platforms like Facebook, 
Instagram, or LinkedIn. Thanks so much and talk to you next week.